Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason, and we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Halbkasten mit Tom Reimann und David Bell. right? <laughs> and this is uh, the story. This is how it starts, right? Will be like the that that thing you do. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Well, our Tom Hanks, right, is listening, He's listening right now. Steve's on. Steve's on. Steve's on. Damn. Yeah. Oh, damn it. Shit. We all wanted to be Steve's on. <laughs> of course, he was the best action figure from that set. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, listen. Hi. Hey. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Hypecast. Hype. Hi. Nice. The show where we get hyped about stuff and things. I'm one of your hosts, David Bell. I'm the other guy subbing in for Tom Ryman. My name is Abe Epperson. Uh, thank you. Abe. I'm uh, Sean Baby from the internet. The internet's Steve Zahn. Yes. <laughs> Hello, Seanathan Baby. How are you? How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. It's always a oh, pleasure. Yeah. Thanks for being on. I'm. I mean, uh, I live to get hype. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell you yeah. you are a hype master, so it's it's great to have you here. Uh, and I guess uh, right away, is there anything like like when you say you're from the internet? Oh, uh, yeah. Can okay. you specify? Sure. I I did invent being funny on the internet back uh, on SeanBaby.com, but now I'm working on a thing called One Nine Hundred Hotdog dot com. Uh, it's the very last comedy website of its kind, and yep. uh, we also have a podcast called The Dog Zone Nine Thousand. Two G's, two Z's, and three O's. And uh, we talk about crazy wild things. We're the garbage archaeologists, but we're also friends. Yeah. Yes. I just listened to your one on the Dr. Ruth sex game, <laughs> which is pretty yes. amazing. Yeah. Uh, for that one, we had our good friend Hannah Michaels on, and we played the Dr. Ruth sex game. And yeah. uh, any explaining any more would uh, only confuse you. Yeah, it is... Uh, a very unsexy game. It <laughs> I'll is just say sultry, that. though. Profoundly unsexy. Yeah. Like, like mm. record scratch sexy. Like, we're not sure you're allowed to say that shit out loud unsexy. Oh, right. just how I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Abe, uh, uh, do you, uh, where, where, uh, what's your deal? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's do a plug for me. I go, uh, you can go to uh, patreon.com slash small beans where Michael Swam and I do some podcasts as well. Uh, yeah, so head on over there and uh, right. check us out. We do the same thing as 
basically Gamefully does. So there you go. Yeah, but yeah. better. Oh, oh. You should have said but better. But better. Not. <laughs> I mean, it's weird. Not. It's. We- I guess it's weird if you did that, but. It would be weird. Uh, yeah. Did, hey, so, David, are... um, did uh, Hannah have fun on the Dr. Ruth game? Did, was that? Oh, yeah, she did. <laughs> was it? Is it? Was it difficult to tell? I, I talked to her about it. Yeah, it was very fun. <laughs> it was a difficult we just, to tell. We just aren't like close enough that like when it was done, I'm like, uh, did I like really like? No, no, she's fine. <laughs> I, I believe. I mean, I don't want to speak for her. All I know is she seemed to she seemed to enjoy it. She Good. said she enjoyed it. I. Uh, I, uh, I, I, it was funny because I think she had done it long enough ago that I was like, so you had sex with He-Man? And she's like, what? <laughs> I'm like, Which He-Man. time? Yeah. yeah. Oh, um, shit, he found out. She, yeah. uh, I guess that this is a spoiler if you haven't heard the episode, but uh, she did prematurely ejaculate the A-Team van right off the game board. I guess yes. that, that, that's what I mean. I'm only going to confuse you if I try to give you details. Right. <laughs> The game, the game is really, it's a really uh, troubling game uh, that I do want to play now. Yes. It seemed fun. Me and you, uh, Dave. Let's just play. Just me and you. Okay. All right. I me can break the board no- game out. I, it's over in my closet. Okay. But I don't want to record play. it, though. <laughs> oh, just, it's just for us? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, okay. We we also have to thank some producers here, so I, 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 yes, I think sir. we can do that. And I'm going to thank the ghost of Dave Thomas. Thank Woo. you very much. Thank you to At Nerd Numbers. Woo. Thank you to Zero Charisma. Hype. Thank you to Aaron Burser. Yep. Thank you to Abe Epperson, a swell dude. Not me. Thank you to AJ. Woo. Thank you to Andrew Howe, Deck the Halls with Blood. Hype. Thank you to Asking Seven. Oh. Thank you to Barry Tumath says Scott never died and Scott jokes are lazy Gen X nonsense. Pick it up. Let's thank. Pick it up. Bob Grenville. Thank you. Let's not forget Boodler. Boodleson. Thank you. Let's come around to Brian, who Tom knows. Thank you. Let's thank Brockway. Loves the meat, Millie. Yeah, he does. Let's thank Chester's Prophet. Thank you. How about Christopher Roberts, Sparts, Esquire? Thank you. Let's not forget Cheese Killy Tits. Thank you. And Dan Hackroyd. Thank you very much. And last but not least, Davey, the ghost of East Las Vegas, Francis. Yeah. All right. We've done our vocal warm-up exercises. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we're hyped. I think we're hyped. We talked about sex and Dr. Ruth. Yeah. Let's get into some Uh, trailers, huh? Yeah. And let's start with the the real sexy one here, the uh, Boston Strangler. Oh, yeah. Yay. Uh, not to be confused with the Greasy Strangler. Yes. Very different mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. See, I like legacy media video movies because they're, they're, they're from this other world. And then the movies always get that other world wrong. So it's like we can't relate to the movie and it's wrong because this whole trailer <laughs> is people saying like, don't you dare chase this sexy story about a strangler. <laughs> we, don't, we don't want stories in our newspaper about murders. You're going to have to You're cut right. through the red tape on this one. <laughs> that is a really weird thing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, the, like, that the newspaper is, is like, we don't want this covered. Yeah. But Chris Cooper is the one who's saying this, so I'm kind of on board. Yeah, no, he has also, a lot of gravitas. Yeah. Like, I believe him. Be yeah. It would be amazing if they just went rogue in the story and made him the Boston Strangler. Ooh. Like that's oh. going to be the reveal is that he's actually been doing it. Oh, that'd be and so then good. it's Kira it's Kira Knightley, right? Mm-hmm. Like she like she like kills him at the end God, and they just cool. com- strangles him. Yeah, I I want these these to do the Tarantino and just deviate from history mm-hmm. uh completely, but while doing it not in a tongue in cheek way so the audience has to leave and go, "Wait, 
was that what happened? And has to like Google it. <coughs> yeah. God. Also, uh, looking at this trailer, holy mind hunter David Fincher. Yeah. <laughs> Am I right? Like it's not holy a David Zodiac Fincher David film. Fincher, yeah. But for a second I was like, is this a David Fincher film though? It's definitely, that's its goal. It's a genre uh, now. He's that, yeah. he's that I, impressive. I honestly feel like you could have just said Boston Strangler movie and my brain would have just filled in the blanks with this exact trailer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. To the point that it has a uh, fucking polka duck man, because of course it does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whenever you need someone to play like a weird creep, a possible yep. murderer, he there just he shows is. Up. That's the guy. You don't even have to audition. He just shows up on set. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like Batman called by right, the light. He sensed it. His mm-hmm. first day of acting, he just gave six hours of generic, like, I'm not a murderer kind of, like, lines, and they just <laughs> yeah. stick those in every movie. <laughs> yep. The CGI, this, whatever uh, clothes they need on him. <laughs> what do you... Is this... Is this anything? <laughs> this movie? Like, I, I don't recognize the director, I, I, uh, who is also the writer. Like you said, it looks like it's being very Fincher-like. I can see myself watching this, you know? And then uh, forgetting about it. Two days exactly. later. Like, yeah. yeah. Did I watch that or did I just watch the other 20 movies exactly like it? I don't I mean, remember. Right. Did, did you guys like Zodiac? Because that was like, that's the I one did. that really tried our patience, right? Now I know that yes. is Fincher and he's pretty good, but like that thing was long as hell and he was, and we were like, yeah, this is pretty good. I like what what's happening here. Uh, and the, it seems like tonally... Uh, the pacing and everything, that slow-ass pace, mm-hmm. they're just aping that. So, yeah. I, so it's like... Which you I, shouldn't get from a trailer. Like, if a trailer says yes. this movie's so slow, like, so. man, somebody fucked up. So, yeah. Like, I don't, I, I don't have a lot of high hopes for it, but at the same time, like, I have... I have waited through this tone for a mm-hmm. long-ass time. So, I'm not, we'll see. I'm not sure how to put this zodiac to me feels like an epic where it's like oh yeah i could waste three hours on the zodiac whereas boston strangler i'm like this better be like 90 minutes tops Mm -hmm. uh which is weird because i don't know much about either Mm -hmm. so it's like i'm just getting the vibes where it's like well one guy like taunted society with like codes and things and the other one right strangled ladies yeah yeah he's like excuse me while i puzzle this lady yeah (laughs) like the other thing is we're gonna have to deal with so many like mass holes like it's just boston right like that's that's a whole <laughs> level of something that i have to deal yeah. with for the whole yeah movie. i like that it feels unclear that they know if they know to do the accent or not mm-hmm. like because this <laughs> takes place when does the boston strangler like this feels old-timey as shit yeah. right yeah sure and they it feels like they're not sure if like they had the accent <laughs> um i it, i guess it's more it's not that old-timey but it, it's it's really like whenever there's a Boston movie, it feels like it's like the actors show up and they just all go like, "Well, I'm doing the accent." Or like, Hello, I'm, not doing it. I'm, not doing I'm from and, and Boston's that's it. 1970s. Oh. <laughs> uh, that would be amazing if they all just did different accents or something. Yep. But yeah, this is this is a movie. But uh, yeah. you know, Karen Knight. We shouldn't maybe. We shouldn't yeah. have led with this one. For if we want to get maximum hype, we probably shouldn't have led probably with this not. one. Well, but all right, so I'll, you want you want to know my hype formula? Hmm. Is I actually I usually lead with the one that like is kind of like a, been a, like in the news a bit. Like this one has been like mm. more in the news, and it's not necessarily the one I'm the hypest about. 
Mm-hmm. I tend to end with the more hype ones because I feel gotcha. like we want an increasing hype, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can we see the by the Google Doc you've moved things around for exactly yeah, that me reason. Too. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Good, great. We got to hundred percent agree with the choice. Yeah, yeah. we got to get into a fever pitch. We got to get all feverish mm-hmm. and sick. You know, that's yeah. how hype. I we get it. Get. It's like an orchestra. It's like jazz. Yeah, it's like a jazz orchestra. You get it's it. It's like jazz. You, this guy it really gets is. it. So let's let's keep going then, because mm-hmm. this next trailer is for Love and Death. The most generic goddamn title ever. Yeah. Uh, with Jesse Plemons playing a Jesse Plemons type. <laughs> right. Uh, which means schlubby boyfriend slash lover. Mm-hmm. Um, to, to sex symbol. To celebrated sex symbol. I love how much game Jesse Plemons has yeah. in the fictional world. Yeah. <laughs> like, we, we, we put him with so many, like, in so many, like, romantic plots. It's really, I mean, I'm not against it. It's just so oddly specific. Yeah. He's he's great. <laughs> he is. He's uh, kind of, but yeah, Elizabeth Olsen wants to fuck him this time. And I mm-hmm. bet it turns out real bad. It looks like he like she probably gets him to kill her husband or something. Something which again, very right. very Jesse Plemons position to be in. Right. Yeah. So yeah. you don't think she was just attracted to Jesse? She's not stepping out with Jesse Plemons because of his like sexual I magnetism. I it's think a, it's, it's step mm-hmm. one of a plan. It could be it both. Could be. It could be both. That's the yeah, thing. Yeah, it could be both. You're it's right. HBO Max, baby. Anything's possible. Right. This is a show. Mm-hmm. Uh, a it's show. based upon a book uh, that I didn't read. I definitely I didn't either. Read. But like, I could tell just from the background music of this trailer that like somebody's getting murdered. Like this oh, is yeah. some some deception and intrigue ending in murder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, also, uh, it has the word death in the title. That's kind of a tip. I, I'm, I'm starting to figure I'm out somebody's going to die. Yeah, I'm starting to uh-huh. warm up to it. Here's the other thing is that there's a show already called like Love, Death and Robots or something like yeah, that. It sure is. So mm-hmm. I got confused right off right out of the gate when I was like, they ain't no robots in this. There might be a show just called Love, too. There's also right. a show called Love. Is there a show called Death? No. Is this like maybe uh, this is the prequel? Probably. Maybe this ends with a robot showing up. That would be amazing. Yeah. Just out of yeah, nowhere. I, mean, I'm, I generally, Jesse Plemons, he's just, he's stepping right into that Philip Seymour Hoffman like role, right? I, Where I, he's like. My brain completely confuses the two of them all the time. Really? Mm. Yeah. Uh, which I, it isn't to say that they're completely alike. It's just that they play like, they're kind of like schlubby guys who are great actors. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're both blonde. That's pretty much it. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think people do confuse them. I'm just happy to see him in things. Um, it's the as a schlubby guy, I, I like being represented. Yeah. You know, I, I loved his season of Fargo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's it's that magnetic uh, pudge. That's what I'm calling yeah. both yeah. of those guys. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's 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 perfect. And I I don't know. This looks this looks good. You know, it, or it doesn't look bad at least. Two great I mean, actors. It doesn't. It also doesn't really tell us much. I feel like from this trailer. For sure. Yeah, they're just they're they're coasting on star power and like uh, yeah. premium cable power. They're like, yeah, yeah. this is going to be real competent and funded. Some producer out there is going. It's going to be fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, and it is. Yeah. It's probably going to be, be fine. fine, and we shouldn't worry about it. Exactly. Um, man, we're zipping through these because mm-hmm. I have nothing else to say about that. I really don't. I agree. All right. I th- uh, all right. Well, let's talk about this next one, which I honestly also don't have much to say about. Uh-huh. Invitation to a murder, which once again 
in- extremely generic title. Yes. Extremely. Yeah. This oh. is okay. Yeah. So this is just uh, a house where they all. Sh- it's just a clue. It's just it, it's they, an they Agatha show Christie, and somebody gets. Yeah, it's an Agatha Christie. It is. Uh, what I like about this is it is so by the numbers that like it's probably going to really please this crowd who's probably tired of this type of formula with a hook. Like, uh, mm. I guess when I grew up, um, I really liked comic books and I always wanted like comic book toys. But I, I grew up t- during a time when the industry wouldn't allow a toy to come out without weird accessories. Like somehow that got locked into the business model. Mm-hmm. And so you couldn't get a Spider-Man. You had to get like window washing Spider-Man or Safari Spider-Man or whatever. And and so I, I, I quickly er- learned the value of just a hookless premise of a thing you love. Like a zombie right. movie with no second thing was just the most precious <laughs> thing you could find. Right. And so this feels like that for the people who like murder mysteries in a, yeah. in a bottle. Um, so, yeah, it feels like LARPers. It feels like they're just oh, playing. For sure. Like they go on a boat. They go on a train. They go in a mansion. And it's like, yep, hitting all the things. So I want to note that this director and nothing against them, but just looking at their films, they do basically those. Remember those like asylum type movies? Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> He, this director has done Dragon Hunter, The Maze, which okay. is about a cornfield, uh, Dudes and Dragons, uh, wow, uh, Guardians of Time, which was like again, it, they're all they're all movies that are knockoffs. They all look mm-hmm. like other popular movies. What's uh, Guardians of Time a knockoff of? Um, well, it's got the Guardians of the Galaxy oh, type I of see. title, oh, I got it, I got but it, it oh. also looks kind of like a Harry Potter if you click on the um, oh, like it's it's like a, it's. It's got like a world of magic a, and stuff. It's a mess. So Again, this is not yeah, it's, this it's a mess. is not a hookless thing. This is like a a knockoff of it in a, yeah. in wow. a bad way. This is a Sharknado what, knockoff of. Well, it might be. It might be good. It might be good. I'm not going to say it's not good. Imagine how crazy it would be if it was good. I yeah, know. The right? director of Guardians of Time makes a glass onion, and it's like good, ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, everyone that, just I is guess, talking about it, and Misha Barton has like a whole comeback renaissance. Yeah. You know. But oh that's God. what I that is what I want to say about this, which is that to me, this is a sign that our is murder mysteries going to be the next like big blockbuster thing because it's coming back. Right. We're, right. we're getting murder mysteries. And if we're seeing like the asylum like ripoffs, that's just like generic murder mystery. That's got to be a good sign. I would agree. For yeah. the murder mystery mm-hmm. genre. Yeah, I, I love a nice murder mystery. I'm really enjoying Poker Face. I love the, the new Glass Onion. Uh, oh yeah. There's also the clue, of course. I mean, yeah. In recent times, we got the Kenneth Branaghs, right? Mm-hmm. The uh, the yeah. the murder in Orient Express and then death on the Nile. I want to say, yeah, which yeah. were fine. They were perfectly. They fine were exactly. Mysteries. They were to me that was vanilla Spider-Man. To me, yeah. Uh, there's yeah, no agreed. hook with an Agatha Christie really because she's the OG. Right. Mm-hmm. She, it's the same with Sherlock Holmes. When you read old Sherlock Holmes, you're like, oh, I know exactly who did it because this is like, this is mystery 101. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's dusty ass tome. It's like when you're in the mood for that and it, it's just perfect that there's, you know, you can, you can turn to this and, and get what you need. Yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> I, I feel like an asylum knockoff of a murder mystery <laughs> is going to be exceptionally yeah. bad. Uh, though, right. I mean, like if, if it's so dumb that you find the murder immediately. Uh, that's going to be a bummer. I think you're right that it's. It could turn out that they're larpers. That this is 
they're going to do an M. Night Shyamalan twist where halfway through the movie they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're all like dressed in period costumes for a, for a right. dinner party. But there's yeah. an actual murder and then yeah. they have to do the actual thing they're LARPing as. Um, yeah, yeah that could, I could see that. But that is like that's so basic of a twist because it does not change anything. Yeah. Also, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the synopsis sure. at least says it takes place in 1934. I think we we feel like they're LARPers because they just didn't have that much of a budget. Uh, yeah. And so the costumes are all like really clean and like new looking. Yeah. Uh, and all uh, the actors look like. They have modern, have seen an iPhone face. Yes, yeah, they definitely do. <laughs> they, their eyes are glazed over with iPhone. Yeah, the synopsis is, I'm just going to say, badly written. Uh, for uh, 1934, south of England, for no apparent reason and like five other unrelated people, Miranda, or unrelated people, comma, Miranda, comma, a 29-year-old florist, comma, is invited for the weekend in the mansion of billionaire Lewis Findlay. I just, I, I, I don't know. I think there's that a better way to write almost that. Almost literally said yada yada. That almost yeah. is yeah. like and like you get five it. other people, yeah, unrelated people. Sounds like I think they meant like like similar to, sure. but it just sounds l- as if they're like, you know, yeah. filling in the we, sentence. Well, look, we don't know how we got here either. I don't think it's important to any of us or you. Uh, don't know why we put it in the synopsis. Yeah. Yet uh, another producer that will be like, yeah, this is, I, I, this will be fine, right? This is, this is going to be fine. <laughs> this will be fine. <laughs> they should have named this movie. This will be fine, this right? This will be fine, right? You know, this one, is... one hook I like for a nice murder mystery is a man who knew too little type of thing where like one guy oh. doesn't know what's going on at all, but is bump, like Mr. Magooing his way through and, and like he's being successful oh, yeah. in, in his, uh, through his bumbling, I like that. If the, if that's like, the twist, I'd like be a Columbo, that. but like actually bumbling is what uh, you're saying. Kind of, yeah, yeah. Like uh, if you're you familiar a, with Man Who Knew Too Little, I love that movie. It's where Bill Murray. Oh, you a clean slate f- fan over yes. there? Yes, sure, sure. I like that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's good stuff. <laughs> that's good a stuff. that's a hook I'll allow for my murder yeah. mystery. Give and me a blind a dog any day. Um, it's a well, deep cut. <laughs> let's go to the next one. Let's go to the lake. Uh, yeah. This is out of Indo, not Indonesia. Thailand. Um, it's like a Thailand. Thailand. Yeah. This is Thailand. Yeah. This is out of Thailand. It's a Thailand Chinese production. It is a giant monster that comes out of a lake. Uh, I I had read up on it a bit because it got a little bit of hype around it. It's um, mostly animatronics. It's like forty percent CGI. It's it it's got that real like. 90s uh emmerich feel yeah uh it it's the trailer's doing a good job at like you know the creatures only in the darkness the creature designer is pretty well known in that they've worked on a lot of things like alien films and predator films etc uh what do you what do you guys think of this i feel i mean it looks pretty awesome but also it looks like they took all of the creature footage in the trailer from the same scene yeah yeah and so that had me a little concerned that like is there just like 20 seconds of the creature and i saw all of it already Mm, hopefully that's not true but uh but yeah the creature looks pretty cool you could tell it's very practical it's they had a a big old animatronic head in the rain and i was like this is this feels like a like a throwback yeah yeah it's like high effort i guess in in yeah uh and it seems like i like the simplicity of uh a lot of this cinema especially like action and adventure asian cinema we see a lot of 
very simple rules, kind of like Jaws-esque, you know, like shark attack, boy, go out, kill shark. You know, kid brings, kid finds a strange egg, turns out to be a monster, it kills everyone in a lakeside town. Mm -hmm. That's all you need to know. Uh, right. And like kind of like Indonesian film, like uh, Raid Redemption, uh, got to get to the top of that tower, kill everybody. You know, right. like that's as simple as it gets. And I, li I love the streamline kind of. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just aspect I, of that. I like when it's not it's not how elaborate you can make the plot. It's just how well you can execute a simple plot. Right. right. And I want to throw another thing in there. Um, I would prefer the plot to be centered around the region's martial arts, like in the raid. Uh, everyone's <laughs> doing the penchaks a lot. Like if I'm in Indonesia, I want some penchaks a lot. A Thai movie, right. I, I, I want to see some Muay Thai. Especially. I want to see some Muay Baran. I want some flying elbows. I want them to take this monster out with like two guys chop elbowing it on the top of the head. Oh, see, I thought you were going to go the reverse and say like that's how the monster's main threat is, is that he's oh, dropping he's elbows. <laughs> sweet elbow strikes. He's just Fly knees and Oh, God, I would love that. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. He comes uh, from the Muay Thai cool. swamps. Yeah. He's focusing <laughs> on his voodoo. Uh, also, the see, I actually, something that Dave said, uh, you said that it's like shows the monster in the in the dark, and it's true that it's like because it's all mainly one scene. It's like only lightning flashes and the rain, and it's in nighttime, so you don't really see it. But I would say for modern day trailers, the monster is pretty prevalently in the trailer. Like mm -hmm. it's that's a good point. It covers yeah. a lot of the footage, and I just yeah. what it do you guys think of that? All the questions I had: How big is it? Yeah. Is he kind of is he humanoid or is he a crocodile? Is he a dinosaur? Right. Like it, it's it's not just does like he have genitals? Does he have genitals? Can I make love to it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, like you really get a good sense of exactly what it is. Uh, whether it came from space, I don't think it comes from space. I don't think it's a dinosaur. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's just a straight up monster. But yeah. I don't think like it's a, like a mythological. I don't think it's a magic element. Like, I, like all my questions got answered. I, I'm ready to watch him yeah. fight the monster. Mm -hmm. I like that it's like the size of a T-Rex. Like, it, this is what we were talking about where I like the smaller scale, too, mm -hmm. that yeah. happens with, like, the simplicity where it, it, from the synopsis, it's just about protecting a town. And it's right. like, yeah, if a monster like the size of a T-Rex came out of the water, mm -hmm. we would eventually be able to handle that. Yeah, that's super <laughs> but, killable. Man, yeah, but yeah. the first couple hours might be a bit tough for us, <laughs> and that's what this is about. Right. Reminds me of that uh, movie that you and I watched on, uh, we just watched Troll. The, uh, right, oh, yeah. from the director Norwegian of The Wave. I saw that too. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's a little kitty cat. I love him. Um, mm -hmm. Here's the thing. You're absolutely right, Dave, because we got too big. I mean, I'm not just talking about like kaiju films. I mean, that obviously is what started everything and it's just like got to make Godzilla bigger 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 but like we've gotten to the point now in like superhero movies where what was that uh Eternals where it's like shots of like there is a dude inside a planet you know and his yeah. hand yeah. is like coming out of the planet and it makes no sense and it's just like everything has to become cosmic in its staging and I'm like I do really like the return to just like oh no it's just like a yeah. it's big it's hard to handle it's like a tank like several yeah. tanks I think what it comes down to is scale does not equal Stakes. drama yeah yeah where it's like if you if Thanos kills half the universe we don't we feel that just as much as if a single character we care about dies right because it's when the scale gets that big 
there's there's very it's very hard to it kind of breaks your brain i think mm-hmm. at a certain point and what it yeah what it ultimately comes down to is do we care about what is happening to the characters we're seeing mm-hmm. right uh which you can have a large scale movie be very dramatic obviously too it's just it doesn't it yeah the higher the scale doesn't make it more dramatic i feel like yeah uh, for a thing like the Thanos blip. It's like, that's, it's too big for a human mind. But also if you, a Godzilla, you're, you're like, I don't know what I would do. But if it's a T-Rex, right. you're like, I think I could contribute to killing this T-Rex. Right. Like you could, you could put yourself there and think, what would I do? And you could come up with ideas that like would work. Right. Like um, you could distract it with a grenade or something like that. Right. Yeah. Or even maybe the grenade kills it. Shove it down its throat. You know, you got some moves. Have you, you guys seen uh, Shin Godzilla? Pretty recent no, Godzilla. Not. Yeah. No. So the structure of that is it's so weirdly satisfying and, and unique where they just keep trying shit on Godzilla until something finally works. And there's like no real like act two. It's just they keep doing stuff. Right. Finally, one of them works. Movie's Love over. Love it. Love it. And it's it's it really is just like like a video game, like like an old arcade game. That sounds delightful. You just got yeah. the unlock. And I'm Man. saying Damn. this could be yeah, a movie now like I want to watch it. Yeah. yeah. Because I want to know what be the them like. Oh, Wait, tie doesn't work. Machetes don't work. Small arms don't work. All right, we got these uh, surface tear missiles we found. <laughs> yeah. Light it up. Cool. We're done. Bye. Yeah. We did it. All right, we're heroes. Let's go home and fuck our wives. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, take uh, take the order I said them and reverse it. The, the <laughs> missiles don't work. The guns don't work. The machetes don't work. The Muay Thai gets it. Yeah, that's a better oh, movie. Hell yeah! Just throw a bunch of them in there and just let them go to town. Uh, I love it. I love it so much. <sighs> um, well, Next we got another song? movie here. We got another movie here that is kind of also a monster movie. I think. Mm-hmm. What What is this? It's called The Swarm. <laughs> it's a It's a It's a TV show, and it's German. Yeah. Did you guys get the sci-fi original series vibe from it, like a little bit? Yeah, uh, yeah, um, definitely. But it it seems like it's been it's it, they're doing it like it's based off like a book, and it is kind of compelling. The premise seems to be that the ocean's attacking us. Did I get that right? Yeah, a, yeah. a coordinate ocean attack with pandemics, zombie ish. No, not not quite zombie. Like like it's something like fucking up the crab scene. monsters that get inside you and just kill but you. The, yeah, I the think whales an are entity. mad. It's some kind of biological entity, or a, they call it in the movie a force, making like sea animals attack everything. And then at one point, we straight up just have a rogue wave, and so you yes. you assume okay, so like did whales do that? Like how right is it, d- is it control water? <laughs> It yeah. might be like an abyss kind of situation where it's like a deep sea creature who can, it's like yeah. like a godlike, uh, like a Poseidon kind of idea. Not right. like the movie well, the, with the boat. I'm talking. The first like, line was like, uh, "We know more about outer space than the ocean." <laughs> yeah, and and so it's like, "All oh, right, so so there's something down there we don't understand." Mm-hmm. The uh, hand odd, crab. Yeah, it, it's oddly this trailer made me want to see this. Because I'm like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Right. What's what's in there? You, you're what causes these little crabs and whales That's, to get mad oh, yeah. and this tidal wave? I bet it's dumb, but I want to know. <laughs> I bet it's real dumb, like a moonfall. Yeah. The uh, like my experience of watching this trailer, which is like 20 seconds in, I like actually like started clapping alone in my room to myself <laughs> because I was like, yes, crab movie, crab movie, crab movie. right, killer crab. And then I was like a little sad. 
for a bit because then it would like cut to other fish and I was like, oh, I just yeah. wanted it to be a swarm of crabs. That right. was the problem. The swarm. So cool. But uh, yeah. the there also it brought me back because uh, a whale drops a hammer on the boat. That was yes. super breaks sweet. Breaks it in half. Super uh, did sweet you guys whale. Make a note of the very final line in the trailer. Did you? No. What yeah. was I meant to make a note of it. Um, it was like this guy it looked like he was addressing the entire world. Uh, so it was made, imagine he's like president of America or something. And he's like, to any invading force that threatens us, I would I like to suggest uh, maybe don't. And like, that's how they <laughs> ended it. It was just like this limp, like little, so good. Please, please don't invade and kill us, guys. And I'm just like, what is this? Who wrote this movie? Mm hmm. <laughs> man, I don't know, man, man. Oh man. There's something I want to uh, notice just because this is a you know trailer park. This is a where we talk about trailers. Just a general kind of thing that happens is they're getting really good at, uh, and they did this with like a few years ago with that uh, Netflix show, uh, the Dark, right. where the movie's in German. Like, but the trailer makes you think it's in English mm. because every time it cuts to someone, it's on like, it's on like the person, it's on like the personal pronouns or something like that, where it's like, or it's in like a name of something. So the word is literally the same and the lips are moving in the exact same way because that's just how you say that thing. Right. But all of the sentences, all of the grammar, all of the language itself is uh, like off screen and just right, played in dubbed. voiceover. It's dubbed, yeah. It's how they get you. Yeah, and I don't know. I I'm guessing they probably will get a dub, but you didn't need it for the trailer. And now you'll kind of you're gonna kind of go watch it. Probably a lot of people walked into a lot of what they've done, and I've seen a lot of these, and they really get you every time. They're really good at editing around it because of how I think trailers are cut naturally. Like, we have this expectation that it's like, yeah, you don't really see people talk in trailers. They, it's voiceover and yeah, stuff. Yeah. yeah, it's for the most They're part. They're like, I got an idea. We'll be, make it more appealing if we call it the swarm instead of the swamp and bucket. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. The swamp. <laughs> it's so good. Uh yeah, the uh, man, this is such a TV show. I just have to point that out. I'm looking at the poster for it. Mm -hmm. uh, this is the bummer is that I want to know what this fucking swarm is. I'm scared I'm going to have to watch like a movie, oh, 10 episodes. Episode five or, or six yeah. before yeah. you find out for sure. For real. Yeah, yeah that's just how it But works. it's based off a book, so I don't know. The iconic uh, book, according to the uh, trailer. Yeah, that was also wow, weird. All fuck, of the man. things not, that it said. It was building the synopsis up. doesn't help. It's an ecological thriller about the delicate interconnectedness between mankind and Earth. That's the description. Yeah, dude. Fuck it's, you. <laughs> it's just um, tell me. It's like some. I, I'm telling you, it's Poseidon, man, and he's gonna come out at the end with his trident, and he's just gonna stab everybody. It's gonna be dope. God, I I really hope you're right. I want you to be right. Release the crabs. I looked, up, so uh, I looked up the novel, and it does say it's a bestseller, according to Google. And uh, German for the swarm is Der Schwarm. So der I was schwarm. close. I was pretty close. I, oh. add, I added a burger or something, but like I was close. <laughs> der Schwarm burger. <laughs> uh, yes, the burger swarm. <laughs> That's a movie I'd watch. Uh, and eat. 
this review is calling it reassuringly straightforward and familiar. And I'm like, Uh-oh. really? Two readers the of the book, the crab movie? invasion. Yeah. <laughs> It'll make you feel like a kid again. Yeah. Getting killed by the ocean. <laughs> what great. is this? Why won't anybody tell me what this is? It also feels like the mo- the biggest reach ever by a critic to say like, it's all right. It's all right. Yeah. Yeah. It will remind you of finer films. Yeah. Uh, I'm never going to learn. I'm never going to know what this is. There's no way. Hell yeah. Uh, all right. Main event. This, By the way, not great trailer week. Uh, did you guys notice this? Yeah, it was, it was garbage. Um, <laughs> well, hey, it was garbage. I wouldn't garbage. say these last two are pretty sweet. These, yeah, I know. I'm going to make the up best for, for last. Hype is incoming. The Pope's Exorcist. Yes. Uh, starring exactly what it sounds Crow. like. Exactly Damn what it sounds it. like. I was so pissed, Sean. Was written so by pissed. three people. <laughs> written by three people. This is the director. This kind of shocked me. Of Overlord, a movie I thought got more hype that they would uh, they would then make this movie. Uh, what? Uh, this is just every exorcism movie well, ever made. It had Russell the Crow. chance. It had the chance to be. Yeah something else entirely Mm -hmm. which is exactly what the title sounds like which is the pope gets possessed (laughs) Uh and they are cowards and the movie looks about looks like possibly russell crowe the pope's exorcist i guess that's like a position that you hold in the catholic church he gets possessed probably and that's maybe they're just cowards they're this is this is some Hollywood bullshit. I'm not here to stand for it. You know, hard agree, folks. If you haven't watched this trailer and you know what I'm talking about, you're already probably picturing little kids talking in deep voices. Their eyes roll. They bend yeah. weird, and that is what this is. Yep. It is. I am so confounded that we met, we put at least two of these out a year, <laughs> and I don't know who's fucking watching them. Here's what uh, I- these. But I just have to say. Russell Crowe, do an exorcism voice where he's doing that Italian, like, I'm an exorcist voice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love a Russell Crowe accent. <laughs> yeah. Uh, here, here's what I, I truly love is uh, they try to set it up like, no, the guys, this is a real one. He's like, yeah, see, I'm like a real exorcist. So most of the people I exercise, I actually get sent to a psychiatrist because 98% of the time it's just someone with mental problems. But it's those right. 2%. That are and then you look down and it says based on a true story which means like again no. we live in a world where like a huge majority of people think this is real like that the demons can get inside a child and do magical power stuff and you need right. to call a special magician into your home mm-hmm. to like dodge the puke and and throw a bible at them until the demon leaves the child and and that's like a real thing right so, they should it's bleak but they should all say Based off a real event of a person with epilepsy being mistreated. Right. Like, that's what should actually just be put right. on the screen every time. Because that's what actually these stories epilepsy. are based off of. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, it's also, they do the very typical thing, which I feel like at this point, uh, because, like, stars are dying, you know, the concept of, like, a celebrity in that way that has pull for the movie like they always overcompensate now and I think Russell Crowe I don't know if it's like contractually obligated but it's like just the tone of what like a movie that he would choose which is because he's old school is that everyone in the trailer is hyping him up like you said like 98% 
they're not real. He's like playing the humble brag because everyone else in the movie is like, he's the real badass exorcist. All of those <laughs> yeah. other exorcists suck dick. Which, Russell by the way, is real. That is also in most of these movies. They all are based on a true story and they all have like renegade exorcists right. where they're like, uh, you're too, you're, you're too wild. And he's yeah. like, you don't like it? Go to my bus. Yeah. He's the Pope. He's the Pope. And it's like, oh, I can't. Man. I can't call the Pope. Like, I can't call the Pope. Yeah. I got some but complaints this, about your exorcist. Oh, it's my, been my like, child, I'm kind of busy. Yeah, I'm <laughs> the Pope. Uh, it's, it's a really horrible, like, they've been doing this a lot where, like, the exorcist TV show, I watched, like, half of the first episode, and there's a part where two priests point guns at each other. Hell, <laughs> so good. Like, what are we doing where they, they want exorcists, for some reason, to be, like, god cops? now mm-hmm. like grizzled god detectives right. and everything it's really weird like you what know, do uh, they think our expectations of priests are like right like keep them away from kids like I that's what it. we think when we think of priests so when they're like right. oh we're gonna defy your expectations this priest smokes cigarettes i'm like <laughs> okay but that's not what that's not like the expectation you're subverting here buddy right right y- like, young fuck pope uh so you guys know <laughs> You guys know about in Netflix, right? I watched, like, as I do the multitask thing sometimes, I'll put on a show. If I have no show, I'm, like, actively watching, and I'll, like, pop out some emails or whatever. But uh, a show that I watched uh, maybe, you know, eight months ago was The Warrior Nun on Netflix. Uh, okay. You know about Fuck. this, right? I, I think I've heard about it. I've heard of it. I didn't watch it. You didn't watch it see it's it's exactly what it feels like this is it's it's like crazy da vinci code bullshit you know okay. um it's not it's, like an anime adaptation it's not an anime but okay. at one point i was like just you know typing on my typer and then like i probably watched like five episodes and it just it just ran right through me like taco bell <laughs> like i had no uh, uh, i had no like distinction of time but i looked over at my other screen and i saw like there was two nuns holding uzis and i literally was like <laughs> i don't know what i expected it's warrior right. nun so that's i think right that, there in the title that i think that's we have some sick kind of feel like we want our priests and our nuns to be like fucking badass and we'll just we kick do the shit. that's what yeah. made like but constantine then, but then great right go all yeah but then go all the way like that's the, right so this is based off of a real priest who according to the synopsis performed more than a hundred thousand exorcisms Hello. in his lifetime to which i hear That's... that and i go oh that person's a criminal yeah like yeah. he did horrible things in his lifetime because again can't stress this enough most exorcisms what? are people with like like actual medical conditions being mistreated uh by the uh, you by know. their own by the text by of the art itself and i'm yes. saying 98 percent of them are that in the text we were given so right a hundred thousand means what what's two percent of a hundred thousand eight i don't I, my, my math's not yeah great. exactly but like that's not very many actual demons he's actually <laughs> right. but even no. though is a significant number of actual demons this guy has claimed he's like sent back to hell and it right. feels like that's front page news like if that's ever happened if that did happen and, and I, like yeah. say it's happened enough times that he should bring a camera or something to document right. it. Like, you think how are they not in, insecure about this? How is the church right, he not died insecure in whether or not we Okay. So he could have popped his yeah. iPhone out iPhone. for one of these. A hundred thousand. 
there's no, there ain't t- like how fast are these exorcisms? Yeah. That's no, what so they're many. describing is a grifter. What I'm hearing <laughs> is if you're performing a hundred thousand exorcisms, well, you're describing a lie. That, that's yeah. like that's like when a faith healer says that they do like they heal like mm. you know twenty people a right. day. Well, Will like, Chamberlain, well, you you'd think that would show up in the news if that was true. Joke, yeah. I'm saying Will Chamberlain got those numbers because he was banging nine, ten women at a time. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> that's the deal with the Pope's exorcist. They bring yeah. all the epileptic yeah. children into one room he just go to like oh, no. a oh, no. like a an epilepsy ward and be like right. oh, okay i got that I'm gonna do yeah, 30 at a time bring, bring yep. out you're sick i'm going to throw water at them right and that there was- is like there's just a weird pattern especially with exorcism movies because they're also generic of this horror genre that is like generic films about grifters <laughs> Like right. I would, I would count the conjurings under that oh, yeah, too, for real. where it's just like, let's do a g- very generic film about a grifter because we, for some reason, they think they have to put based on a true story before the movie to make it like scarier. And it's like, first of all, just lie. Like, just say it's bit you like, you don't have to fucking <laughs> that's, you're not legally held to that. But also, like, we, we know it's not. So, like, you don't have to put that. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't, I just don't understand this factory that churns them out because they're clearly making money. So, there's got to be something right. to it. Speaking of money, say you get $100 a pop for an exorcism. Uh-huh. That right. dude made $10 million and that's tax free because he works for the Pope. You can't, that's, that's right. A religious organization. That's fucking, that's good money. Yeah. And he's probably got a good investment plan because, once again, he knows the Pope. Yep. Yeah, yep. he's buddies with the Pope. Uh, Damn. Yeah. He's also solving puzzles. That's the other thing we haven't talked about, is that it, it is a horror movie. Mm-hmm. But it's also, like, it at times literally feels like a Da Vinci Code. Because it's, uh, he's like, I don't know, he's in, like, crypts. And there's, like, you know, uh, little little panels that you have to put shit in. Like, yeah. it's Uncharted or some shit. So... Like, I don't a lot know. of the demons will give you like a riddle to solve. Yeah, oh, God, exactly. You'll never get me out of here, creature, unless you solve my riddles. Oh no, it's Russell Crowe, the badass exorcist. <laughs> <laughs> but it seems like the demons specifically wanted they the, want the Russell Crowe because uh, we haven't even talked about this yet. But it looks like the plot is they're trying to possess the Pope's exorcist because if they can possess the Pope's exorcist, who the fuck could exorcise him? You get it? Like there's, right. there's nobody above that. Yeah, then yeah, you, yeah. Then you got He's a demon the in a Russell Crowe, and then you could just do anything you want. Right. Yeah, you just have fun with the Pope. You can yeah. just go to town on the Pope. Yeah. Yeah. Because that that's what the, the demon and the kid can like full on like pick a person up with telekinetic powers and break their neck. Like they show that in the trailer. So right. imagine that, but like a little bit stronger, because like Russell Crowe's the got the strength of like five children. God. So like I mean, we're talking turning cars inside out and shit. <laughs> Just with his bare hands. Here's the thing. They, I think we stumbled upon it a fantastic movie. Because I just realized if I was a demon, right? Mm-hmm. right. How would you get to the Pope? He's surrounded by all the shit that you hate. Yep. So it's, like a Pope heist? Yeah, like a Pope possession heist. Yeah, Pope heist. Yeah, where well, you, get, you get to the Pope. That's what it should be called. So the Pope's uh, Exorcist is going to suck, but the Pope's Exorcist 2, get to the Pope. That's going to be pope. a good movie. That's going to be yeah. a banger. I'm telling you, man, from the point of view of a demon, because it's like, yeah, all like he's got holy water around him. He's got hella crosses. And again, this right. is all based on a true story. 
It's all it's all, all real. <laughs> yep. Um so I just looked he, up. No, the no, he actual, picked up a lady uh, with his mind, broke her neck. Based yep. on a yes. true story. Based, based on, on a, true, on a story. True, story. true story. So I looked up the actual priest. Um uh Gabriel uh, Am Amorth. Uh so he's written five books this is the on exorcism. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, he has been tied to multiple films. Uh, <laughs> he at a <laughs> this is my favorite at a film festival where he was there to introduce the exorcism exorcism film The Right. He is quoted as saying that quote <laughs> practicing yoga is satanic. It leads to evil just oh, like I reading Harry takes. Potter. Fantastic. I love these takes. That is yep. fantastic. I, I know exactly why he thinks yoga is satanic is because he probably has done so many exorcisms where he's like, they're bending around. It's a demon. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's fucking yoga. They're just doing yoga. And, and he feels tricked by that. <laughs> he's and it's like Satan. old man. Yeah. <laughs> he's just un, just unwilling to see change as anything but demonic. Yeah. Oh, that's I feel like amazing. you can't be a badass if you're afraid of yoga. Yeah, I will argue that I bet Russell Crowe also thinks yoga is demonic. So 100%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like no he way. actually, he lets out audible screams if his wife suggests yoga. Right. I was hoping at the end of your list, he's all, also personal friends with Steven Seagal. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised if they had met. They had met and shook hands yeah. and said, how many demons have you taken down? And yeah. they had a pissing contest about how many fake <laughs> demons they've taken down. Oh, man. What a nightmare. What a nightmare film. He um, might have been right about Harry Potter, though. That's what's fucking weird. Yeah, <laughs> he's right in a weird way. Base take. Just off uh, calling a shot, man. Yeah. Uh, all right. Final trailer. Sisu. Holy Not Zizu. Like Steve Zisu. Sisu. S-I-S-U. Shit. Uh, this is from the director of Rare Exports. Uh, and this is just John Wick, but Nazis. But yeah. an old Finnish man. Yeah. Killing yeah. Nazis. If this he, movie is bad, I will be astonished. This I, looks so awesome. It looks like a knock fucking out of the park. Uh, yeah. He at, in the trailer, he attacks a plane with a pickaxe. <laughs> and they know they're fucked. The guys in the plane are like, oh, no. They're here's like, a ah, zany thing to say before ah. we die. We have no chance against the guy with the pickaxe. And the setup is that so you're it's 1944 Finland. And our John Wick finds just a crazy amount of gold. And then it just throws up on uh, the uh, a super on the uh, on the trailer. It says 500 miles from the nearest bank or whatever. And in route with his like Finnish gold, uh, he meets these zombies who are like in tanks, you know, trying to take over Finland, I assume. Um, And he just just goes to town on them. Uh, And that's the movie. Yeah. Yeah. They do the Wonder Woman one scene where he's like running up against machine guns with a little shield, like the exact yeah, they shot. Do. And I'm like, that's kind of like exactly. maybe they went too far with his superpowers. But uh, yeah. I love it. I love it. The, the, just an unkillable. Like it, they say in the movie that he's not unkillable. He just refuses to die, which yeah. again, right. fantastic. No notes. Yep. No notes at all. No, it's it, <laughs> no this no. looks like it knows exactly what it is. Um Simple, uh, let's watch some Nazis get fucking destroyed. This old guy was also in the Rare Exports movie, which is about Santa Claus. And I wonder if he played Santa, because then it's just that I think you should leave sketch. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah, it is. (laughs) uh, Which I'm also down with. Yeah, this looks... 
<laughs> I don't know, man. This looks, uh, yeah. I'm no notes. Like, this just looks like a lot of fun, right? Mm -hmm. it's, it's gotten some buzz off the internet at this point for obvious reasons. Yeah, I'm not a big uh, history guy, but I do know that, like, Finland in World War II was, uh, it made a lot of hard men. And right. uh, I like that this is this Sisu is the name of like not giving up the Finnish word for not gi giving up, which is pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. I just hope that at one point in like act three, it just says like player two has entered the game and it's just Tom Waits from Buster Scruggs. <laughs> just like, hello, Mr. Pocket. And he just starts bashing the heads in of it's 80s just zombies. Prospectors. Yeah, he's just like <laughs> prospectors <laughs> killing uh, Nazis. Yep. Yeah. Fuck it. I also like that this movie is filled with actors who you you just know just basically their entire like resume is Nazi number one, <laughs> yeah. Nazi number yeah. three. Yeah, it's... They get a call from their agent. They're like, yeah, I know. Yes. I know what this is about. <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry. Is it, is it a Nazi role? I couldn't get your part yeah. in Der Schwarm, but I have a Nazi <laughs> role for you. All right. Give me the Nazi role, I guess. I guess I got to eat. I yeah. got to eat. Um. Yeah, no, this is, uh, this is, you know, I saved it for last because out of all these trailers, this is the one I'm the most hyped out of. Easily. Uh, yeah. I can't wait to watch this movie. Like 20 times. Yeah. 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 I'm so hopeful. Yeah, me too. Um, well, should we name some more producers Let's before we get into the story? Let's go for round two. All right. Oh, the hype is high. Big thank you to David Knife Boo <coughs> Henson. Thank you. Whoop. Thank you to Deborah is awesome. Barbara is great and cancer can go to hell. Thank you to Dracula, the bus driving vampire. Yeah. Thank you to Driftless wrote Mabel's name in the witch's book of blood. Whoop. Thank you to E.T., the extravagant terrestrial. Hi. Thank you to Evil Ed 209. Thank you to Exploding Runes. Thank you to Funky J. Mostly comes out at night. Mostly. Thank you to Glitterous, CFO of Michael Shannon's Chocolate Factory. Woo! Let's keep it going Woo. with Heathcliff's Helping Handfuls. Thank you. And also, Ombre says, Mabel, step on me. Yes. Let's hear it for James Cameron's Prolapse Locomotive. Mm-hmm. And let's not forget Chris Shanovich. And how. And also, look, Ma, I'm on a podcast. Thank you. Let's not forget Mackenzie. Fuck shuffling with Willem Dafoe's confusingly large dick. Chill. Yes. Uh, and also Mercurial Oz. Thank you. Let's hear it for Mike the Lurker. Thank you. And also, no one can hear you scream in space, McNulty. Thank you. All right. All right. Second Hellboy reboot. They've done it. This will be the third go. Yes. They did the Guillermo del Toro, which I would argue was good. And we didn't need to do any more after yeah. that. I think then they, they got did it. The, first try. Yeah. Then they did the David Harbour one, which I liked the vibes, but I didn't actually care for that movie very much. Right. And now they're doing another one. Right. Uh, why? I read do in you suppose? the article that it's, uh, I don't know the comics and maybe Sean can speak to it, but it's set in the late fifties. So maybe it's a story that like comic fans are a, like real big fan of, uh, <laughs> like a story arc. I don't know, but the lack of fan in me says that I've had my fill of Hellboy. but I get it. You know, it's a big IP. Big yeah. Money. I never, I never got it either. It feels like a uniquely expensive an unappealing character. Like it doesn't, it doesn't have the star power of, of any of the other comic book characters uh and and yet also just massive amounts of prosthetic and special effects required i don't i don't know why they keep trying for hellboy it, it just feels uh, 
Yes. So weird. I I don't know either. I don't hate it because it's like it's not precious to me. But it, it does. Here's here's what I'll say. The director is Brian Taylor, who is known. Uh, having uh, worked with someone else on such films as Crank, Crank High okay. Voltage, okay. Gamer, Ghost Rider, yeah. Spirit of Vengeance. They Brilliant. then broke up that team, and he since did Mom and Dad and uh, something called Happy, which I didn't see. Okay. Uh, point Happy's being great. that, like, this could be fun. <laughs> this could be a, yeah, no, a ha- fun movie. Happy had an excellent vibe to it. That was a Grant Morrison okay. comic uh, where... Uh, this maniac has a like a little imaginary friend. His I think it's his daughter's imaginary friend is coming to him to help him find uh, his daughter. And uh, Patton Oswalt does the voice in the show. Uh, All right, and it's 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 madness. No, in, in like a great way. So yeah, and and that Crank Two I think is a modern classic. I, mm-hmm. that, yeah, that, I would say if they do what they did to Ghost Rider. Because Ghost Rider, the second one, felt like them going, yeah, no one cares about Ghost Rider. Let's just have as much fun as we can. Right. Um, so, like, if he does, if he go- comes into Hellboy, just be like, fuck it. Let's get real gnarly. Yeah. Then I'll, I'll probably enjoy it. Although I will say that's what the last Hellboy did. Right. And that I didn't love. Because I, I think I felt that, that one, w- like, it almost wasn't fun enough which is weird to say because i'm sure a lot of people are like bullshit (laughs) but like i didn't have that much fun watching that movie Mm -hmm. and so i started noticing like how little sense it started to make after a while yeah and as a non-fan and i understand you can if you're a big fan of hellboy immediately discount what i'm saying but like from an outside perspective of all this like ip and stuff i feel like at the time that guillermo del toro was doing it uh, in in the eyes of like the performance ron perlman uh, like we, we saw the snark quotient of those movies right. as acceptable. And then since then we've had a whole Marvel cinematic universe and it's like, Oh, we're kind of already out. We're like snarked out a little bit. And that's yeah. like near and dear to the heart of Hellboy is he's like, he yeah. doesn't give a fuck. You know, he, he's kind of like flippant with lives and doesn't care. And that's a lot of fun, but we see, it's not that. Hellboy hasn't done it. And I'm sure there's times that are great where you can dr- go to the comic and say, like, look how fun that is. And I'd agree. But it's like over the span of other IPs and other, you know, things that we've seen in Greenlit and have done well, we've really seen enough, I yeah. think, of well, like that kind of attitude. It's not just that. It's it's that uh, as someone who doesn't know the 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 comics, the Guillermo del Toro Hellboys uh, to me, we're the best version. And it, it's almost like if we did Jurassic Park with Spielberg and then a few years later kept doing other Jurassic Parks. Right. Like, no, oh, it's not sequels, mind you. Other adaptations, like, now nah, we didn't nail it. We didn't nail it. And it's like, I think you nailed it. Right. I think you did as good as it can be. And you need, and like, we're good. Uh, yeah, it's great. But of course, you know, you could say that about the Michael Keaton Batmans and obviously they kept making more of those and a lot of those are good. So like, you know, there's this attitude of like nothing, nothing goes away. It's just, this is a weird one for me that they just keep doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, they're so close to each other now and I just don't know what they want like anymore. I don't know what, why they're like, okay, redo like the last one. Like why not sequel that one? You know, mm-hmm. if you're going to make another one, 
make a sequel to that. That was that movie. I didn't care for that movie that much, but it was a, it was like had a lot of talent behind it. Yeah. So like, what are they gonna just do? make a sequel? That's my thing. What are they gonna yeah. do that we haven't seen before? Yeah. No, I hear you. But we'll see. Uh, yeah. The reboots always have that opportunity to take something that we've seen before and maybe make something we haven't seen before. Yeah. Uh, that's how it gets. <laughs> Speaking of things I don't understand, uh, the live action Lilo and Stitch will be on Disney Plus and stars Zach Galifianakis. I assume as Lilo, right? Obviously. <laughs> yeah, the little girl, the little, the little girl. girl yeah. Not the yeah. alien monster dog capable no. of ripping everything in the world apart. <laughs> right. This uh, feels. I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, I know why they're doing it because they like money, but you know. Well, I think it's going to be weirder than we all think. I actually kind of, once I saw who's attached, I was like, hmm, this might be sneaky good. Well, the director is the director of uh, uh, Marcel the Shell with Shoes On, which I don't know if you guys have seen, but it's like (laughs) magical realism stuff. Like, so it's Hmm. probably going to, this movie's probably going to be wild and completely reimagine like everything. Like, or. It's going to be the work of an artist who has been severely beaten down by the studio system. Yes. Yeah. Where they, he real... made Marcel and they're like, that's great. Next, you're doing <laughs> anyway, Lilo and Stitch. And he's like, it's oh. Disney, baby. Like, okay, <laughs> yeah. Zach, you got to do like an Elvis impersonation for like just, just 40 minutes in the movie. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> we'll get through this. We'll get through this. Well, one for them. Think of the money. Me. We're talking Pope's exorcist something. money. I do need to note something. Uh, the... The role of Stitch has been credited to someone else. Okay. Uh, Chris Sanders. I don't know who Zach Galifianakis is playing. Wow. Probably who, dead. Who in that There movie? are um, a couple of aliens that like pursue them. Maybe he's one of the... Oh, yeah. Aliens. He's probably... Yeah. You're right. He's got to be one of those. You're right. He's probably the mad scientist uh, inventor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this could just be another children's nonsense but I don't know. Uh, yeah, Marcel don't know. was like it pulled the old heartstrings. It could be you know good. Well, that's kid stuff. That's a, yeah, I would say Lilo and Stitch is fucking good. Uh, the, you know the original. I really liked it. It was probably the last Disney original Disney movie that like really connected with me. And part of that is because it was probably the last one where I was young enough to care. Mm-hmm. You know, I was still in my twenties, but it was like you know <laughs> at this point, like you know, nothing gets frozen or any of the other original ones. Uh, uh, so the point being that like if they just base it off if they're just doing a live action adaptation of that then it yeah it, it's got it can be good and that director has a lot of opportunities to make it even better right so maybe it'll be that sure yeah. I, I will see it when my daughter asks me to put it on but not right. until then <laughs> yeah. Yep. yeah yeah they, I know why it's Disney Plus. Like that seems like like what are we doing? Why is it Disney Plus? The reason why is exactly what you said. Where it's like uh, you know, it's same situation with my niece and nephew. Where it's like they want it on a TV. You're not you don't bring the kid to go see a movie. You need something to put on the TV, and you need something to put it on right then. Uh, and so like it makes sense to me why kids movies like uh, go straight to streaming more. You know. Because it's like, uh, yeah, who wants to bring a kid, smelly kid, to a theater? Not me. Fuck yeah. them kids. <laughs> mm-hmm. We just uh, uh, rented out a theater for Ant-Man. And uh, it's the best way to watch a movie with a kid because they just go fucking crazy. Like a couple of other friends brought their kids and they're just running around, around having beanbag fights while we watch the movie. And we're not having to get in fist fights because of it. 
Yep. I used to do that when I worked at the theater is we do like, this is very illegal, by the way, unofficial like uh, <laughs> showings of right. movies that we'd all just get drunk in the theater and run around yeah, uh, like best. kids. Yeah, it really <laughs> is. Uh, uh, let's talk about some more producers, shall we? Okay. Yes, we shall. All right. Big thank you to Norm from Cheers. Whoop. Thank you. Thank you to Pete for Pagel. Hype. Thank you to Numino Ultra Microscopic Silico Volcano Coniosis Anti Disestablishmentarianism Jones. Go, go, thank go. you. Thank you to pre order TikTok superstar Jason Pargin's new book, Zoe is Too Drunk for This Dystopia. Pre orders are super important. Hype. Thank you to RevMD. Thank you to Ricky Cilantro. Hype. Thank you to Rosemary's Baby from Eraserhead. Thank you to Screaming Horse New Year's Baby. Woo. Thank you to Snapper Car Punches God in the Dick. Thank you to Steven. Thank you to the conveniently placed self-destruct button on the top of every baby's head. Thank Whoa, you. thank you. Let's thank uh, the Midnight Patron. What patrons at midnight? Thank you. And the Oatmeal Savage. Thank you. Let's thank these seven bees. Thank you. Let's thank Tiger Drawers, Pratt Thompson, Raindrops Keep Falling on My Head. Beautiful. Let's hear it for Tip Drizzle. Also beautiful. Let's hear it for the 2B Terror Bunny says, watch Dead Heat. Sure. But let's give it up for Tux. Tux. And not forget Vincent. Vincent. Or your mom. Mm. And last but not least, Zzz, because Pie Guy likes being last. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Perfect. Woo. Perfect. So this Perfect. is where I come in. This is the part of uh -huh. the podcast. Where I am uh -huh. supposed to say, Dave, uh -huh. do you have uh -huh. a movie that deserves more hype? Uh-huh. Really? Yeah. You do? Yes. Uh-huh. No fooling. Give it to me. Give it to Tell me. Tell us, Dave. Oh, yeah. This is called Moon Garden. Woo! This is coming out uh, select theaters in spring. Uh, don't know much or about that. Uh, <laughs> this is from the editor of Moonfall. <laughs> what? <laughs> the director of this. Is the editor of Moonfall. All this right. is uh yeah, this has got uh hundred percent rotten tomatoes, but it doesn't have that many reviews. Uh just eight. But uh this is one where it's a real you have to see it. Uh a good comparison is what was that Mad God, Mad Phil God, Tippett? Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is or Alice, that German film. I would actually say this is closer to that in my mind. You know what I'm talking about? That fucked up German yeah. Alice in Wonderland. I think they're both motion. like unavoidable comparisons. Yeah. Yeah. This is a uh, bleak. This is not a kid's movie, although it stars a small child. It's about a small child who is clearly the victim of domestic violence, who slips and goes into a coma. And in the coma is in a dark nightmare world with a, uh, uh, so I think it's, it's called uh, Mr. Teeth is, is the monster <laughs> okay. that Teeth. feeds off of the kid's tears. So that guy ran the, the Muppets band. Oh, he, lost his, he lost his yeah. doctor. They, they stripped yeah. him of his license. He's just, now he's just no, a yeah. Mr. Teeth. Uh, so this is, it sounds like a sucker punch for toddlers, I guess is what you're describing. <laughs> yes. And uh, it was thought, shot on expired 35 millimeter film, which I don't know why you need to do God that. Just damn. use that's just use so, digital. That's, that's so, so much easier to use digital, yeah. guys. I they must not know about digital. That's um, right. It's got to be it. Yeah, it was shot all on vintage cameras. Uh, again, I don't know why. That just seems hard. Uh, tons of practical effects. Uh, dealing Like every kind. It looks like it has reverse filming, like uh, stop motion. Uh, every, every fucking tr practical trick in the book. 
And it just, it's like a real fucking, yeah, like you said, Sucker Punch and Alice in Wonderland, where the kid is on a radio trying to, uh, because his mother's talking to him while he's in the coma, and that's heard from the kid as being on a, on a radio, and he's trying to find his way back, his or hers, I forget. Um, and it's bleak as fuck and looks creepy as shit. Uh, what did you guys think of this trailer? It looks like a very like dense work of art that I will never be in the mood for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's funny. yeah, I know. I understand. Like a uh, beautifully crafted, lovingly put together, uh, exhausting piece of art that, that I'm say, sure is... will just be so appealing to somebody. Mm-hmm. It's a young, th- this type of film is like a young person's game is how I always think of it, where it's like, I always think about like that film, Alice. First time I saw it, I was like 16 and just high off my ass. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's like, why would I do that? Why would I do that to myself? Why would I think? And it's because, like, when you're young, you're like, yeah, fuck it. Uh, and so, like, I'll, I'll probably see this. But um, so yeah. many film students after watching this are going to get laid. You have no yeah. idea. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It looks real bleak. It's real bleak. And uh, I, I think the concept is pretty cool for a movie. It's like uh, if you've played that video game Psychonauts, it's like, mm-hmm. let's let's like jump into the brain and see what the brain's all about if it was like a like an actual 3d space uh or like Coraline. Uh, i'm also getting like gilliam vibes i know we've mentioned a lot about like the stop motion steampunk dream vibe uh, yeah i mean right. like i i'm definitely here for the visuals but yeah kind of what sean said about it might be too exhausting i'll probably <laughs> give it a watch and then i'm gonna see if it over uh, stays as welcome because yeah ooh, that thing about yeah. shooting on old cameras and exposed film that <laughs> is not that's not my bag that's not how it works yeah like sometimes <laughs> i'm in the mood for like seeing something where there's like just a, a, a density of, of visual effects and you're like wow this is great and you, you want to like google it and try to really appreciate all the effort that went into it but then also with like something at this level of elevated art like you're going to be there's going to be a lot of visual allegories and symbolism and things and, and it's all just like something i can sometimes be really into i just don't right i just don't see that happening i've been behind on for deadlines me, um, since like 2003 i i just don't <laughs> i don't have time for this kind of shit right <laughs> it's compared in the reviews to pan pan's labyrinth never-ending story return to oz dark crystal and it's like oh okay so it's a nightmare um i will say it does i like how like there's this beauty to how grotesque it looks that I do think is hard to capture. Like I always think of Meet the Feebles, the Peter Jackson film. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like the teeth in this are like these chattering teeth in darkness always mm-hmm. that like light up. And like there's <clears throat> shit like that where I'm like, ooh, that's really good nightmare imagery, right? Mm-hmm. Like I do like it when someone really perfectly captures nightmare imagery in a way that doesn't feel derivative. Um yeah. And like that that is the vibe I get from this, but it does feel like it's going to be a fucking chore to watch. <laughs> Maybe uh, not in a bad way, but yeah, a lot this seems like if you like look at your phone during this, you you I would I would feel guilty. I'd be like, god. Yeah. I just looked away from <laughs> 700 hours worth of fucking effort. That's how I felt yeah. with Mad God. I was like I looked down and I looked up and I'm like, "Oh, that was like 8 years of someone's yeah. life." <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I think the people listening, they know what this is. If yeah. you are if if 
it, uh, you know who you are for this one. You freeze. You know, like we did, like we covered Skin of Marink on here mm-hmm. in the same, you know, and it's like, these are all films that are like, they're taxing on the soul or on yeah. the patience, it, depending on who you are. But other people are going to fucking love this, so. I tapped so hard out on Skin of Marink. I'm just like, 40, <laughs> 40 minutes in, I'm like, all right, I gave you a shot. I gave you a shot. People said you were good, but you got it. Oh, man, I just didn't need Time is money, baby. I watched that trailer and I was like, nope, <laughs> I'm not going to do that one. It's like, it's like there's no characters in it. Well, then I have no one to look at. <laughs> no, thank you. Man. I don't want to look at houses. <laughs> um, well, that's a sode. That is a sode. It's a frothy... <clears throat> I'm all uh, hyped up. All sewed. My my whole day from here on in, I, it's just like a shot of cocaine right into my brainstem. Mm-hmm. Oh mm-hmm. my god! I hope everybody regards this as cocaine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and thank you both for being on here, uh, uh, Sean. Do you wanna you wanna plug your 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 stuff? Let's another do time? it again. Yeah. Why not? One nine hundred hotdog dot com. Uh, me and Robert Brockway and a host of talented uh, contributors, some of which you'll know from Cracked, others from other places. Um, we all are there every day making jokes, just like mm-hmm. it's the old timey fun internet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah old timey internet. Oh, yeah. It's the best. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love Abe, it so what, bad. What, what's your deal? All right. You, so you, you do your deal? I'm going to do, yeah. So patreon.com slash small beans. <laughs> Uh, here's the thing. I want to tell everybody about a new show that's coming out and it's going to be very, uh, it's going to be right up your alley. Everybody listening to this because it's got Dave in it and it's got me in it. You Dave, you're in it. Oh, and it releases on Dave. Yeah. It's one of the best. Good pick. Uh, on Monday, the 27th, uh, you know, of this February, uh, Uh we're talking, the, the show is called inside dads. Uh, and it yep. is uh, basically about us trying to dissect what the dad movie is because we never have. It's a prevalent, it's a meme, you know, it's a thing that we Sisu. all. It's going to be Sisu. It's going to be Sisu. Yeah, it's, it's, we know exactly what we mean when we say it. And so we're going to watch a bunch of dad movies and you're going to listen mm. to us figure this shit out. And, <laughs> we, uh, uh... and we're going to harness our inner dad until you just well, get real sloppy with it. It's going to be great. Keep me in mind wanna... for any of the Rambo episodes. Those are great dad movies. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you got it, my man. And that's over at Small Beans. Abe, do you want to reveal what the first movie we cover is? Yes, so, so you can, can watch plan it. Ahead? Yeah, so you can plan ahead. So the first movie uh, that we're going to cover, uh, which uh, I'm very excited about because it's the uh, movie that basically uh, Dave and I, like, bonded <laughs> yeah like we, we basically was like hey you down with this uh yeah can we be friends and that yeah. movie <laughs> is the judge <laughs> with robert Duvall and robert downey jr okay. yes that yep. one the judge we're gonna be talking Sean, about dramas, you love baby you love the judge you love the judge, I, 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 the judge. Vaguely remembered. I can't i can't get in this this the judge circle with you though i'm sorry it's okay right. it can just be me and dave together <laughs> yeah, your thing. together forever Dave. <laughs> so forever. everybody watch the judge before uh monday i was expecting this very strange choice that's strange in a direction i wasn't expecting that's right we're, e- we're we're easing into this we uh, zag when you want us to zig baby 
You won't believe this crazy pick I have. <gasps> Tin Cup, starring Kevin Costner. <laughs> yes, Tin Cup, baby. Let's go. Ooh, I want to watch Tin Cup now. Fuck. <laughs> Bull Durham. Uh, what was that one? Swing State? Remember Swing State? God damn, dude. Listen, folks. Uh, we got a Patreon over here. Patreon.com slash Gamefully Unemployed. G-A-M-E-F-U-L-O-Y. Unemployed. Uh, we got exclusive podcasts on there, like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Fox Muller's a Maniac. We do stuff with the Small Beans, uh, Star Trek the Next Futurama, Spielboys. We watch movies every Friday night with our patrons. Gamefullyunemployed.com gets you to our merch store, T-shirts and mugs and posters and so on. Uh, and that is it. Everybody say goodbye. Everybody say the judge. Yes, that's the judge. Doing Robert the judge. Duvall. <laughs> yeah, cheating himself. Yeah, he does. Our music is produced by Chris Corlew. You can follow him on Twitter at, at thecorlew, C O R L E W, and find more music at shipwreckedsailor.bandcamp.com. Our artwork is produced by Justin Brown. You can follow him on Twitter at, at Justin T. Brown and find more of his artwork at artnessbyjustinbrown.com and justinbrown.info.